Hey friend, welcome to the Love Your Bible podcast, a podcast designed to help you love your Bible more. Because when you love the Bible, you will love God, serve people, and live a life that matters. guys, welcome back to the Love Your Bible Podcast. Hey, I got a confession to make right off the beginning. I didn't always love my Bible. Like when I was a kid, we did Bible drill. I don't know if you did Bible drill as a kid, but basically you got all the kids together and the goal was to find the book and the chapter and the verse the fastest. So they would yell out like, John 1, 4, and you would have to find it, put your finger on it, take a step forward, and you would see how fast you are. So I got really into that, not because I love my Bible, but because I love beating everybody else. Um, so the Bible was something I had to do. I had to practice on it because I wanted to win. But it's not something I loved. It was just this thing that I beat everybody else at. And then when I get I got saved, I became a Christian when I was in college, the Bible became something I was supposed to do. Like, of course, I need to read my Bible, but it wasn't something I just naturally wanted to do. But then I read this book, Pleasures of God by John Piper, and just the way he talked about God, the way he explained just how God does all things for his own glory and how glorious God is, it made me want to just dig into the scriptures. And I began to see the Bible as this epic story of who God is, that the Bible is about God, that Jesus is the hero. And the Bible became something that I didn't have to do or needed to do, but something that I loved to do. I wanted to read my Bible. And that's what I hope for you. I want that switch to happen. Not that I should do this, but I want to do this. I want to read my Bible. So let's go to Psalm chapter one, because we're going to see our very happiness depends on whether or not we love the scriptures. Here's what we're going to see today. Happiness happens from a do and a don't. Okay, happiness happens from a do and a don't. Let's read Psalm 1, verses 1 through 2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on it he meditates day and night. So let's look at the don't first. Remember, happiness comes from a do and a don't. What's the don't? What are we not supposed to do? We're not supposed to walk, stand, or sit in the counsel, way, and seat of sinners, of wicked, of scoffers. So David here is talking about influence, those things around us that influences us. He's saying, hey, don't get your primary influence from the world around you, but instead get your primary influence from the word of God above you. Now, I want you to think about all the influences you have in your life. I mean, think about your phone, right? It's always notifying you that something is on fire, something needs your attention, whether it be news. Uh, Think about the movies that you watch watch, the stories they tell, the emotions you feel. Think about the books you read, the friends you hang out with. We actually have things called influencers, right, who make a living at influencing people on social media, Instagram. Think about the sports you watch, the hobbies you do. When you go to the mall, what are you, you're influenced by, hey, buy this, wear this, and you will be happy. Think about politics. How much do politics influence the way we think and the way we feel and the way we behave. See, all around us, there are narratives, there are arguments, there are promises, there are gurus saying, hey, if you do this, if you live this way, if you follow this advice, you will be happy and you will have a good life. David's saying, hey, don't follow all the influences around you. 
Don't don't walk, don't stand, don't sit in all those influences that are twisted, that are that are against God, but instead a blessed man, a happy man, his delight is on the law of the Lord and on it he meditates day and night. So here's what you're supposed to do if you want to be happy. You have to delight in the law of the Lord. Now notice it doesn't say read the word of God. It doesn't say study the law of the Lord. No, it says delight. See, there's that that love word. That's why I want you to love your Bible. It's not enough just to read it and study it. You have to love it for it to influence you. And we're going to see as is delight comes from doing and doing leads to delight. See, I want you to delight in the law of the Lord. I want you to delight in your Bible so that it will start to control you. Now, I want you to notice that both of these men, the blessed man or the cursed man, they're both driven by desire. Both of them. Whether you sit in the seat of scoffers or whether you sit and read your Bible, both of those comes from desire. Both of them come from delight. And I'll just give you an example to help explain this. Let's let's translate the verse a little bit and something we might understand a little bit easier. Let's let's say the verse reads this: Healthy is the man who doesn't binge watch Cake Boss while eating cake, but his delight is in whole food and exercise. Like, that's pretty obvious that that's going to be a healthy man, right? A healthy person doesn't binge watch and eat junk food, but instead a healthy person loves healthy food and exercise. Now, how do we get to that desire? How does the healthy person desire those things and then do those things? Well, it starts from belief that turns to behavior that then goes to delight. So what is the belief? The belief is this is better. For the healthy man, the belief is, okay, it's better to eat health food. It's better to exercise than to eat junk food and lay on the couch all day. And then that behavior, I choose the better. I choose what I believe. I'm going to do what I believe so the person starts eating better and living an active lifestyle. And then over time, in doing those things, the man begins to delight in health food, delight in an active lifestyle And so now this delight, healthy is the man who delights in an active lifestyle and eating better. Here's what you know, there are common desires and there are cultivated desires. Now, what's a common desire? Well, they're pretty easy, right? Like junk food, uh, TV, being lazy, right? Those desires, they're common, they're easy, but they're also empty. And then we have cultivated desires, things like health food, exercise, ambition, they have to be cultivated. They're hard, but they're also satisfying. So here's what I want you to think about when it comes to reading your Bible. Don't let your right now wants steal what you want most. So you have right now wants. It's the things that are immediate, that just right now you want to do it, but often they steal what we actually want most. Think about, don't let notification alerts steal your quiet time with God. Don't let late night TV steal evening prayer. Don't let a podcast story that you're so hooked on steal, well, listening to the Dwell app or listening to your Bible app to get God's word. Here's what David wants us to know. It's not enough to read the Bible. We must love the Bible. I mean, think about it. Satan knows the Bible. Satan obviously has read the Bible because he quotes the Bible to Jesus. The Pharisees read their Bibles, but they didn't delight in the scriptures like they should, meaning they're delighting in the God of the Bible. 
So you can come to the Bible to read it, to get a blessing, or you can come because the Bible is the blessing. The Bible reveals who God is. So how do we start loving our Bible more? Well, we have to first believe that reading the Bible is better than not reading the Bible. Then we have to start behaving that. We actually actively start reading our Bible, but when we read it for the right reason and the right motive and we look for the right things, which I'm going to help you out to do, then you start loving your Bible. It's not what you have to do. It's what you want to do. And notice that desire, it affects who you are. So we're going to see this this man who desires the word of God, it actually changes him. Look in Psalm 1, 3, and 4. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. See, the one who, who desires the word of God, the one who delights in it and meditates on it day and night, that man is planted and prosperous. He is planted by God's grace. He is by a tree. He is a tree by streams of water. Now think about that. That's the source of life. I mean, David's in a a desert place, and he's saying, hey, when a tree's planted by water, it's going to grow. Not only is it going to grow, but its fruit is going to be good. See, when we're connected to God's word, we're connected to the source of life. And we're planted, we're prosperous, and we grow. And also, if you delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night, when you love your Bible, it affects actually where you end up. Look at verse 5 and 6. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Notice what it says about that blessed man who doesn't get his influence from the world around him, but instead he gets his influence from the word of God above him. It says the Lord knows him. The Lord knows the righteous, but the wicked, those who are like chaffed, those who don't love the Bible, those who don't love the scriptures, they're, they're not going to stand in the congregation of the righteous. They're going to perish because the Lord doesn't know them in the same way he knows the people who love the Bible because those people who love the Bible have a relationship with the Lord. Now, I want to bring up a problem. It says the Lord knows the righteous. Now, think about that word righteous for a minute. Um, the, the comparison is between the righteous and the wicked. So the obvious question is, who are you? Are you a righteous person or are you a wicked person? Well, let's, let's just ask, how have you lived your life? Have you ever done anything wrong? Because righteous means good, perfect. You've always obeyed. Wicked means you've broke the law of God. Have you ever broke the law of God? Have you ever done something that God said not to do? Well, of course, the answer is yes, right? Yeah, that's all of us. So the truth is we are all in that camp of the wicked. That's who we are. So now what I want to do at the end of this text is what we're going to do at every single episode is we're going to show how Jesus is actually the hero of Psalm chapter 1. See, what we're going to find is we are actually the wicked who can't stand in the congregation of God's people. We are not those people who naturally delight in the law of the Lord. We don't naturally meditate on it day and night. We are the wicked. We are like chaff. But you know what? Jesus Christ is the blessed man. He delights in the law of the Lord. He walks in the ways of God. He makes his primary influence the word of God, and he is like a tree. He is the righteous one whom the Lord knows. But guess what? If you're a believer, if you've repented and believed in Christ, you're now in Jesus Christ. 
which means what's true about Christ is true about you. It means that you now are a blessed man who walks in the ways of the Lord. You are now a blessed person who loves the Bible because you're in Christ. And in Christ, you are that blessed person. In Christ, the Lord knows you. In Christ, the Lord loves you. See, because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you have life with God. It's not because you were good. It's not because you were good enough. It's not because you read your Bible enough. No, it's because Jesus has done that good thing for you. But because of the gospel, because of what Christ did for you, you now are the type of person who loves the Bible. You actually delight in the Bible and you want to meditate on it day and night. Now, I want to give you a tip for actually doing this because you're like, yeah, I know all that's true, but I still often don't read my Bible like I should. Well, I want to give you a tip that a pastor gave to me. It's called the open Bible on your nightstand. Here's what you start doing. Just open your Bible and leave it on your nightstand. Maybe go to John. John 1 be a great book to go through. Maybe Romans and just open it up to John 1 or Romans and leave it open on your nightstand. And then when you go to bed, well, the last thing you do is read the Bible. Just read, and then when something jumps out at you, just stop, pause, pray about that, think about that, and let that be the last thing you go to bed thinking about. And then when you wake up in the morning, guess what? The Bible is still on your nightstand, and it is open. Here's the tip. Never close your Bible. Leave it open. So in the morning, you grab it, and you pick up where you left off, and before you get out of bed, find a verse that hits you, that impacts you, a promise you can claim, something you can praise God for, and just stop and think about that verse before you get out of bed. And then when you get done, leave it open on your nightstand. And guess what? When you get back in bed, what are you going to do? You're going to keep reading because the Bible is open. That's going to help you meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. Hey, I hope that helps you uh, to get in the Bible more. Here's the big idea. Happiness comes from a do and a don't. If you want to be a blessed person, don't Get all of your influence from the world around you, but instead make your primary influence the Word of God above you. And to do that, you can't just read your Bible. No, you have to love your Bible. Hey, thanks for listening to the Love Your Bible podcast. I'll be back next Thursday with another episode to try to help you love your Bible more. Because when you love your Bible, you will love God, serve people, and live a life.